So, there's this thing called the Disney Princess Syndrome. And basically what this is, is that a lot of women, when they were younger, watched fairy tales and fables and Disney movies with princesses on them. And they saw themselves as the princesses and imagined that one day they would meet some guy who they imagined would be their knight in shining armor or their prince who would whisk them away on some fairy tale life and everyone would live happily ever after. For whatever reason, women often saw the characteristics of men in these movies and believed that men would show these characteristics when they got older. And so a lot of women, when they're younger, believe that they're going to get married. It's funny because I actually saw like a table talk where a guy was saying that most women when they were younger were not imagining not being married and having kids. That's kind of the dream for most women is to get married and have children. So the idea that a lot of women grow up and believe that they're just gonna be career women is very interesting. In any case, I did an analysis of pretty much every Disney movie. I was curious where the inconsistencies would be in these movies. And so I went through them and I compiled some information. And so usually I do kind of my little wrap up advice thing at the end, but I, I'm kind of gonna like try to tie it into the beginning when I'm talking about these movies. So the first one I wanna talk about is Aladdin. That's the most interesting one to me because it's the only movie where there is not really a prince. Aladdin is a street urchin. He's homeless. He doesn't have any parents. He doesn't have any money. He's not working. He's stealing bread. You know, they, they try to show like, oh, he has a good heart. And it's interesting to me because Jasmine is supposed to be foreign princess she has all these guys chasing after her she don't really want none of them now what is consistent with modern women is the idea of like adventure because what did jasmine want she wants to give up all of her wealth and her status so she can have an adventure she wants to be free and experience life and i guess what's sort of implied in the movie is that well, that's what Aladdin does have. He don't got no money, but he can definitely make things exciting. And I mean, even at the beginning when they first meet, like, that's what you notice. She likes that he's interesting and exciting. But what's not consistent is Jasmine has all these guys who are coming from far and wide with money and status and all of this stuff. And they want her, but she's like, I don't want them because they don't want me for me. They want me because I'm a princess. They want to own me. They want to control me. That part's not consistent with modern women. But what's even more not consistent with modern women is you pick the man who has nothing. And so this is more of like a male come up type of movie. Most women who want to emulate Jasmine want to emulate the fact that throughout the movie, of all the princesses there are, she's the only one who's like got her stomach out and basically wearing a two-piece. That's what women want to emulate. They don't want to emulate Aladdin. They want to emulate Jasmine's clothes, her appearance, her figure. The Lion King is another one that's interesting to me. There's some subjective opinions here because you only see Mufasa 
and uh, Scar. There are no other male lions pretty much throughout the whole movie. Even the part when Simba goes in to wake Mufasa up, it's Mufasa in there with like a dozen female lions in this cave. Which would make you think that Mufasa is probably the only male he has dominated against all the other males and either killed them or ran them off. And this is his group of women. And so Nala is probably Simba's sister. But in any case, subjective because a lot of black women are pushing for this idea of polyamory because they're like, well, all the women should have a husband. I would say that this is a prime example of why polyamory probably isn't the best idea for this whole every woman should have a husband because all you need to do is kill one man and then all these women have no husband again and all these kids have no father again and then anyone can come in and the kingdom can fall to turmoil but what's interesting in the whole conversation of princess syndrome Nala goes to find Simba to bring him back to lead their family that's not consistent with modern women modern women if you fall into depression if you give up your power your position your status if you don't want to be a leader if you're not confident they just gonna let you be like i don't want him he ain't impressive enough the modern conversation of the lion king would be simba goes off and has his own life Nala would show up, realize he lives in paradise, and be like, mm, I'm not going back. We, it's just going to be me and you here. And so I bring up these two movies first because I think these are the ones to learn from. These are the ones to accept in the modern society. Both of these women fell in love with the guy based off of who he could be, based off of his internal characteristics and not his external means. Because neither one of these guys are, you know, great at the time where the woman comes in. But she's already in love with him before we even get to the end of the movie. Do you like him? Do you love him? Do you appreciate him? Do you value him for who he is inside? Even if he doesn't have everything. And I mean, you realize in both movies, through this woman, he becomes his best self. Aladdin becomes a prince. By marrying Jasmine, he becomes a prince. And then, I guess, once the Sultan dies, would be the Sultan. Because of Nala coming to get Simba. Because Simba was living his best life. He had no thoughts of going back. He ain't even thinking about his family. He wasn't even thinking about his own mama. Like, I mean, honestly, he wouldn't think about nothing. He didn't even think, like, who's going to take over the kingdom when I leave? Like, nothing. He's a child, so yeah, benefit of doubt. But still, Nala comes back to get him. It's because of Nala that he actually goes. And even more than that, because... Nala's the one that comes back and is like, so look, I brought Simba back. Now that Simba's here, we need to rise up against these hyenas. She the one that rile up all of the female lions like, let's get it again. You meet a man who has the qualities you're looking for on the inside, has some potential, and then through you and with you, he becomes a better version of himself. That's not really consistent with modern women because modern women generally want a build-a-bear man. They want a guy who's already perfect and has everything they want or put all these pieces together. That's not reality. But at least if the guy has the good qualities on the inside, you know, our external world is manipulatable. 
You might not have money today, but you might tomorrow. You might not have a job today, but you might tomorrow. But who you are, that can't really be changed. The next thing I want to reference is the changes between generations. Still the same Disney princess syndrome, but if you look at older movies, especially movies they've recreated, they change them because the agenda seems to be different. The past idea was of a soft, gentle, sweet, loving, innocent young girl who falls in love with a guy who's obviously older than her by a good minute, but they fall in love instantly. No explanation, instant love on both parts. She's instantly in love with him. He instantly falls in love with her to the extent that he would give up his life. So you see that in Snow White, Cinderella, and Sleeping Beauty. Now, I'm not going to go into detail on it. I want to do it at some point in time. But I will say these older movies actually kind of speak to a point that I've said a many a time is that women's enemy is not men, it's women. You see in these movies that the main character that's villainous is a woman. I keep saying that women's issue is, is other women. Your perception about the fact that you're stressing over getting married and finding love and having children and being successful is women. It's even funny, I saw a stand-up yesterday where a woman was talking about how a mother treats her sons versus how she treats her daughters. They love their sons, they raise their daughters. In any case, moving on. The newer generations of movies, you know, moving closer to the 90s, even the late 90s, and especially the ones that have come out in the millennia, are more about women's freedom and women's empowerment. And so that's why you see in movies like The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, I mean Aladdin as well, because I said that before, these movies are about all these women want adventure and excitement and experience and they want to live their lives. And that's great. But this is what I want to show you real quick, right? So let's go through these. Little Mermaid is a movie about a princess. Her father runs the entire ocean. This is already a ridiculous, crazy concept to think about. Your father is the king of the entire ocean. Everybody pretty much leaves you alone. You got all of these shiny things and all of these objects on top of your father literally having the most beautiful, amazing kingdom in the entire ocean. And this trident that has all these magical powers. They never talk about Ariel having any brothers and sisters. In any version, they never talk about her having any brothers and sisters, which would make me believe that she's the one who's going to run the kingdom when he's gone. She's a mermaid, so she can breathe in the water and above water. She can see all of this stuff from the ocean surface, but that's not good enough. She wants to experience it. She wants to be human. She wants to know what it's like to actually have legs and be a human. And then she's even like even further just delusional because not only does she want to be human, but she wants to be human because she wants to gain the affection of this man who again, much older than her. 
because every single one of these movies is very forward about the fact that the princess in the movie is a teenager like not even 18 and they don't speak on the man but you can always put some pieces together like the prince in Little Mermaid is a captain of a ship we can assume he is not a teenager just from that information alone cool again falls in love to the extent that he would literally fight a monster with his own mortal human body just to gain the affection of this girl just to save her the extent she's willing to go just for this adventure but the funny thing is at the end of the movie what happens instead of adventure and excitement it turns into just love and marriage and having children it's not this idea of I wanted to see the world and that ends real fast as soon as you get married and that's a very interesting idea it's also interesting because a lot of these movies sort of imply that at the moment that the woman gets married she has now become a woman she's grown up which would imply that well the adventure is over Beauty and the Beast same concept Beauty and the Beast is my favorite one to talk about when it comes to this idea because it's right there in your face it ain't hidden or implied at all Belle is literally saying I don't get along with the other people in town I don't feel like we're the same I feel like an outcast because I'm intelligent I like reading books I want to go on adventures I want to see all these things that I read in these books Belle's name is said to mean beautiful they even say over and over again that she's the most beautiful woman in town they bring up the fact that Gaston is the best looking most capable man in town now I'm not quite sure exactly what Gaston is it seems like maybe he's a hunter or maybe he's a soldier I'm not quite sure because different versions give different examples of what he is but he's you know supposed to be strong and brave and all of these things but Belle thinks he's brutish and rude and conceited and not very intelligent and so that's not attractive to her now this when we compare it to the modern time is interesting number one in these movies the, ma- the majority of the modern women would pick Gaston he's buff he has money he has power he literally <laughs> runs everyone else in the town to the point that all he says is that Belle's father is crazy and they all just like mm-hmm, yep it's Gaston he must be right most women would pick Gaston in the modern society Because most women are not just going, is he intelligent and interesting and we have good conversation? All the other things matter more, right? So back to that whole, do you like his personality? Do you like him? Do you you prefer and value his internal versus his external? But moving on, even if we don't acknowledge that, right? Like I said, Belle wants to have an adventure. But her father ends up getting basically kidnapped. She turns herself over so that she can be the prisoner of the beast in her father's 
stead and of course all of the you know objects all of the people in his court are like whoa we need to do something there's a woman here there ain't been a woman here and one of the versions they reference the fact because in the be our guest song in the disney movie the lumiere says something about how like maybe there it's been 10 years or something like that they've been waiting and of course you know you got this rose so that implies like it's been a long time but the idea is still there but they've been waiting a long time and instead of going out to find someone they've been waiting for some woman to just fadedly appear strange when you think about this storyline but she shows up and they're like this is our one chance we have to make her fall in love with him and so my first thought is well this is interesting and exciting for a woman to see all of these inanimate objects that can talk walk move around do all kinds of crazy stuff they sing you got this man who i don't know is a tasmanian devil or a werewolf or something and he's all big and scary and brutish and he tries to save her he saves her father like it's all this crazy stuff that would just be extremely exciting i think even if you just realize it in your subconscious but then when she falls in love with him the adventure's over he turns back to normal everybody else turns back to normal and the implication is that she lives in his castle for the rest of her life it's that same idea Mm -hmm. we're gonna give you a short little adventure while you're a teenager and then you're gonna get married and then we're done the excitement's over you stay here you still kind of see that in cinderella it's just shorter smaller but still this idea like she has this dream and this fantasy of going to the ball she doesn't even want to meet the prince everybody else wants to go because they want to meet the prince and fall in love with the prince cinderella wants to go to the ball because she been sitting up in this house cooking and cleaning and doing everything for everybody and she just wants the excitement of the ball in most of the versions cinderella doesn't even know he's the prince she just knows she danced with this guy and it was wonderful and then she goes home and when the prince shows up with the glass slipper she's like oh that's the prince he's looking for me Actually, in some of the versions, the prince doesn't go himself. He sends an emissary to find Cinderella. So it's still the same idea. Short time of fun and excitement. Once you get married, you're a woman. Grow up. Now, then you got these newer movies. And I haven't seen all of them. But I know Brave and Frozen are the ones that were very interesting to me because they pushed this new idea of not falling in love of like like brave she mm -mm, i don't need a prince the movie ends she still ain't getting married she still ain't trying to be a lady frozen one of the princesses falls in love immediately and they are very direct about telling you like no you don't need a man you shouldn't be falling in love in five seconds they kill that dead the new maleficent movie aurora doesn't prick her finger fall asleep and then awaken from the kiss of the prince because the story just says true love's kiss she's woken up by maleficent who 
is basically her adopted mother loves her and that's who wakes her up it's this consistent idea of like you don't really need a man anymore is the millennial idea that gets pushed in Disney and so it's very interesting to me because somehow women create this conclusion this delusion of I'm a princess and this guy's supposed to come who can provide everything like a prince and save me and that's the man who I would love and want to marry but then you watch the movies and you're like how did you come to these conclusions because they're very inconsistent even not talking about princesses for a second right because we going through the main ones goofy movie goofy movie is probably one of the most popular Disney movies that has ever existed in my opinion from what I've observed that seems to be true goofy movie when we're talking about the black community is actually the nerdiest most socially awkward black movie there is in Disney like Max is uncomfortable he's not popular he gets bullied he's kind of this socially awkward kid but still known and slightly popular he's kind of like the the mid-grade you know he's not unpopular and he's not popular he's in the middle somewhere He's going the entire school year having a crush on this girl and ain't said two words to her and vice versa because she know who he is. And clearly both of them have been talking to their friends about each other, but never said a word. Both of their friends are nerdy. Stacy, braces, glasses, not at all popular outfit head of the student council getting yelled at by a boy who also has braces glasses acne all over his face and i think he had like a star wars or star trek shirt on or something crazy like that it's overt nerdy people (laughs) like completely it's even implied in the movie that like max never does anything he never gets in trouble He never does anything just socially. He's like just really going to bring attention to himself. PJ is supposed to be kind of the quiet, awkward, little chubby kid that just kind of stays in the background. Then you got a, I forgot the other guy's name. He's literally eating cheese in a can. These are not the popular kids. But yet in the movie, the idea is even the nerdy kid, the socially awkward kid, could win. Because when you get to the end of the movie, like, you think when you're going through the movie, oh, she only wants him because he knows power line. He gets to the end of the movie, tells the truth, and she's basically like, guy, I've liked you this whole time. I didn't care if you knew power line or not. You could have just gone to Stacy's party with me. And we'd have been fine. I just wanted you to go with me. Because I like you. That's like the whole movie. Then when you get to the second movie. He's into X Games. Which yes. Cool. During the 90's. That was a big thing. But I lived through the 90's. That was not a 
popular thing for black people to be into. I mean, you don't believe me? Sure, go look. Go look at the rosters. It's not all of the black skateboarders, snowboarders, BMX riders. They are extremely popularized because there are very few of them. In the second Goofy movie, they're into X Games. And PJ is into poetry. Goofy is consistently shown to be a goofball. Socially awkward. Always getting hurt. Always making a mistake. He has a positive attitude. He even gets a girl. It's consistent to show this idea of like, it's not about the guy being the most popular. It's not about the guy being the most capable or the most attractive. It's just about the guy being a good person and having a good heart. That is not at all consistent with the modern society. Just continuously hear this Disney princess syndrome and go, how did you come to these conclusions? You know, dear black women, most of y'all love loving basketball, brown sugar, love Jones, best man, these types of movies. Goofy movie is pretty much the only cartoon movie you will ever see that gives the same level of energy. How did you end up wanting to be more like Snow White, Cinderella, Pocahontas than you did the girl from Goofy Movie? And how did you see the same movie I did and come to these conclusions? I know perception is reality. Pocahontas is another one I forgot to talk about, which is also hilarious number one because the story of Pocahontas is completely false because in the version the historical version that people reference Pocahontas is actually trying to save John from Cocoam and her father who want him dead and he gets basically ran out of town because she don't want him yet again it's a story of a girl who's a teenager being loved and chased after by a grown man but cool whatever this idea that john smith came to town and coco i mean i'm sorry pocahontas was just like oh my gosh he's so beautiful i love him he's so different made me even more mad is what is it mother willow or whatever her name is the tree grandmother spirit is continuously pushing this idea to Pocahontas. Pocahontas is like, I don't know what I want to do. My father wants me to marry this man. This man wants me to marry him. My best friend's saying marry him because Kokoum is brave and strong and capable and he's he should be the next chief, blah, blah, blah. I should stay here with my tribe and grow up and be with him. But then I want to have an adventure. I want excitement. I want to go do things. I don't want to be controlled. I don't want to be told what I should do. Same idea as a lot of these princess movies. But again, it's those 90s ones like Princess Jasmine. Right? Cool. Mother Willow, tree spirit, is saying, yeah, girl, live your best life. Matter of fact, I knew your mama. And your mama would also say the same thing. Live your best life. Then Pocahontas, instead of bringing Coco up to the tree brings John Smith and John Smith is like huh, I can see the tree and she's like really that's that's great you know what 
since you like the tree and the tree likes you, then for some reason I respect her opinion more than anybody else. I'm going to agree that I should love you and I should throw away all of my traditions and culture and everything that I've been told because I love you, which leads to people dying, which is crazy. And then the Disney movie, John Smith leaves, Pocahontas stays. I haven't watched the second one, but my memory serves Pocahontas leaves with John Smith. Like he come back, get her, take her to Europe. And I'm like, this is craziness. But yet women want to be these women. They emulate them. They continuously say like, I wanted to be a princess growing up. And I'm like, but why? But why? Because these movies are crazy. I'm like, I think you watched this movie when you was like three, four, five years old, when you couldn't really understand what was happening in the movie. And it was just really like a really good score, like really good music. And it's bright. And all of the princesses have like these really nice gowns or they're wearing these really interesting clothes. And they like continuously talk to these very interesting characters, like animals that talk and trees that talk and plants and they just have this really exciting story and you was like yeah and that's the part where I get confused because I go so when you watch this movie at three four five six seven years old and you really liked it at what point did you tell yourself this is the story I should be following so now you're 23 four five six 27 years old and you still think this is who you're supposed to be which is even funnier because the majority of these women have not watched these movies again. I said I was going to say my advice at the beginning, but this is another one. I think that every woman over the age of 18 should watch all these Disney movies again and watch them to consume, watch them to understand, not just to go, oh, I always wanted to be a princess. Like, really, really watch this movie again. And really understand what's happening in this movie. Watch it to critique it. Because these are not examples of good life. They're not examples of good relationships. They're not examples of love or marriage that you should be using to determine who you should find. And there are actually women out here who are leading their their chase for finding a man they're actually using this as the template to determine what men are good men to date and marry this is actually happening it's insane grown women in their 20s and 30s why can't I have a Disney princess experience what really So, for the women who've listened to this and for all the guys out here who are experiencing these things, my thoughts are simple. Tell people stop. Stop believing these Disney movies. Rewatch them for understanding. 
put them into the context of the modern society and go, does it make sense? Because generally, the majority of women are not even following the ideals and the premise of the princess in the movie, who generally falls in love for good reasons, not for selfish or materialistic reasons. That contradicts modern women. But then on top of that, the ideas of these movies are already just completely ridiculous. And so why are you following these in order to tell yourself whether or not a guy is a good candidate and not following some of the other movies that are actually more relevant and would relate better to you, even to our modern society?